Untitled Beatles Podcast. And here we are. Welcome to the Untitled Beatles Podcast. My name is Tony Mendoza. And my name is TJ Shanoff. Hey, Tony. Hey, TJ, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, a lot, uh, a lot going on in the world as we record this and as we just talked about for... The real, I hope you're recording on the real podcast where we solved all the world's uh, problems. It's, we oh, just I missed it. I didn't hit record. Yeah. We solved everything. <laughs> Next time. Rats. Um, uh, rats. I see the little, you know, there's an author named Mo Willems who writes a series called Elephant and Piggy for kids. This is a kid's author. I should have mentioned. He's a great one though. And in, in a couple of the, or at least one of the stories, the piggy character says rats with a big exclamation point. And it feels like a nice homage to Charles Schultz. Yeah, that was my favorite. Peanuts was my favorite growing up, for sure. My favorite thing, I know this isn't a Peanuts podcast, but my favorite thing is that Peppermint Patty thinks that Snoopy is a weird-looking kid. (laughs) I I don't know if I remember that runner. I don't know if I remember that little Peanuts trivia. It's when they were playing uh, baseball, and she'd always be like, that that weird-looking kid at shortstop. (laughs) Did you see the reboot a couple years ago? They made like a... No, a, a Snoopy movie. Oh no! I think, I think it was bad. I don't know. Not not Bill Murray as Garfield bad, which isn't even good bad. <laughs> I want to love every Bill Murray movie, but that's. <laughs> well, speaking of movies that might be bad, we decided to review uh, and watch the movie yesterday. Brand new film, hot off the presses. Yes. <laughs> It took me two years to see this movie. It came out last year, right? So it's it's only been out like a year. Okay, okay. And uh, it's one of those movies that's a kind of about the Beatles. It involves the Beatles, um, but the Beatles aren't in it per se. Um, I watched it with my mother in the theater. It was like one of the few things we could agree on. And, uh, you know, she liked the Beatles uh, when she was a teenager up until they started using drugs. The Beatles use drugs? I'm a Republican Beatles fan. I just, you know. <laughs> yeah, it started in Hamburg. <laughs> there were little teeny pills. So yeah, you wanted to see yesterday, your mother wanted to see Fast and the Furious 8. <laughs> Tokyo Drift 4, which is weird. Yeah, and I was like, no, mom, I think I think we'll both like yesterday more than Zippy Cars. <laughs> Zippy Cars 12. <laughs> so did your did your mom dig it did you dig it what is your thesis on the movie yesterday which i only just saw this uh weekend with my wife yeah all right here's what i remember i remember i remember liking it enough i was like okay yeah you know for what it is that was good that was pleasant uh my mom liked it tony mendoza says that was pleasant what a great pull quote <laughs> Sorry. No problem. But uh, I, too, rewatched it just for this podcast, and uh, my opinion has since changed. (laughs) Uh, For the better or for the worse? No. I mean, for the worse. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Then I I will give you my thesis statement, and then we shall review from there. I was also pleasantly surprised, quite happy at times really impressed uh with how it was shot and how it looked it's a beautiful looking movie i'm i'm not like a huge movie nerd but even i could recognize especially for a movie that's this featherweight it was very appealing to watch 
Featherweight, um, that's the word, man. And here's where I will make this point. To You said earlier, it's not really about the Beatles. And my wife had kind of, this was her perspective as well. And mine was, this is a story that through this lens could not exist without the Beatles. So if you're going to make this story that Beatles rooted, give me a song that's not on the goddamn Red or Blue albums. <laughs> give me one deep cut. <laughs> That drove me crazy. I kept waiting, like, oh, here comes Andy Bird can sing, uh, or e- even like, even like a like got to get you into my life was a hit in the seventies when they pulled it off the rock yeah, and roll music rock album. And roll, right? that, the Beatles were so huge that a song that was what ten years old at the time charted as and a forty five. The B side was Helter Skelter. The B side, and it, which was supposed to be the A side, but the Charlie Manson movie came out right around that same time, and that's why they flipped it. I, I also might have made that. Sometimes I'm great at making up Beatle trivia. So if you if you need me to take something from an an, an unverified source and call it as my own, call me. It feels like it checks out, TJ. It feels like it checks out. I love yeah, it. I love so that you were looking it. for and your bird can sing. Did you want him to play like, uh, tell me what you see? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, I take, I take a lesser known from, from Maybe you're a rich out. man. Well, think, yeah. How about, how Actually, about I, he does all of, you know, my name is a solo piece. <laughs> I'd pay. I hate one man shows. I would see that show. And that's the <laughs> thing I would say too. every character in this movie. Uh, I was not familiar with this cast. I thought the cast was great. I thought yeah. the cast was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a decent cast. I, I think they, I think they did the job that the script <laughs> allowed them oh. to do. <laughs> Remember at the movies? I feel like which one yeah. of us is Cisco? Which one's Ebert? You got to figure that out. That's a good question. Yeah. We'll have to flip a coin on that one. You, you've <laughs> always been more of a Michael Medved, at least in the Chicago comedy community. <laughs> Deep, deep cut. You, you, you love movies. You kind of have a weird libertarian AM talk show. You know, you get the whole thing. <laughs> hey, man, that's my new uh, identity in these COVID times. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we should say there's going to be spoilers. We're going to have to go through this movie. If you haven't seen it, stop it, watch it or not. Whatever. You know, it's not really about the Beatles. It's about their music and kind of the, so. But it is about the Beatles. Yeah, it's so it's right. It's this it's this guy. He seems like he's in his what early 30s, late 20s. Mm-hmm. He acts like he's in his early 20s. He acts like he's in his late teens. <laughs> but he's like yeah. a busker, singer, songwriter, and he's trying to get his music out there and he can't seem to do it. He plays this festival, but it's like, you know, a bunch of kids and then his friends in the back drinking beer and he plays coffee houses, blah, blah, blah. And then he like gets into this bike accident that is uh, choreographed to a power outage that lines up with the crescendo to a day in the life. There's a lot of little a funky version of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, of... It's not the original. It's like no. a reorchestrated. Yeah. <laughs> they, they couldn't pay the extra 500,000 for the day in the life tag. Definitely to save the money on that. Yeah. They, there's, I think there's one Beatles song in it. Uh, original recording. There is. Here's yeah. a surprise. It's the biggest hit they ever had. I <laughs> yeah. love Hey Jude. I love you, Paul. I love the whole thing. I, and, I, and I'm not expecting that they end with For You Blue. 
but you know like every song is like not even the red and the blue album they're all on beatles one <laughs> yeah you're right man sorry I, right. I, I keep getting you off track tony <laughs> you're fine you're fine because i agree i agree like well this uh, yeah so this yeah this guy gets into an accident uh and this accident causes the world to have been erased of the beatles they had never existed and they do some gags with that like he goes on the internet every time he searches for the beatles the bug comes up he searches Sergeant Pepper and Peppers come up. Um, there's some clever stuff in there. Like, for instance, Oasis doesn't exist because the Beatles don't exist. I thought that was funny. That was funny. The The, the Pepsi Coke thing was, while not new, amusing. Yeah, there's no Coke, only Pepsi. Right. So there's a bit, there's a, a gag where he asks for a Coke on a plane and the steward is, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the flight attendant uh, thinks he's asking for drugs, you know, haha, right? Because he's uh, on Ed Sheeran's private plane, right? And that's another topic we need to get into is the <laughs> presence of Ed Sheeran, who, I, well, let's, well, I'm going to yeah, put a pin fine. in Ed Sheeran. No, literally, I'm going to voodoo Ed Sheeran. I'll put a pin in him. Um, <laughs> voodoo Ed Sheeran's the reason I go to Mardi Gras every single year. I don't know if you know that. Um, and the beads. I like having beads thrown on my breast. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Ed Sheeran is, uh, I'm not an Ed Sheeran hater. I don't own any Ed Sheeran. I don't seek out Ed Sheeran, but I think he's talented. He's got those kind of cur current top 40 songs that are well-written and well, well-performed. I think his presence in the movie was cool to bridge the people. And there's people in every generation who think the Beatles are old. The Beauty of the Beatles is more people still find them new as they discover them young. But I think Ed Sheeran was a way to kind of bridge a little like what Kanye did with Paul McCartney on that Rihanna, that four or five seconds thing. Right, right. Where a ton of Kanye fans are like, who's this old British dude? <laughs> See, but that was an introduction to the Beatles. Yeah, I, honestly, that's what I feel like this movie is. This movie is not for us, man. This, it's not for people that are, know the Beatles, dig the Beatles. This is a movie that was meant for, it seems like teenagers who are really into things, maybe like Ed Sheeran, you know, they like music that has a guitar in it. And so this is a way to be like, Hey, check out this other band. They've got two guitars, <laughs> you know, but the guy performing it for you has one guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, long story short, like, yeah, the, the Beatles have been erased. So the, our lead, I think his name is Jack. He then by memory tries to figure out Beatles songs to play to all his friends. He plays yesterday in the back of a pub and his friends are like, that's the most amazing song I've ever heard. What was that? You know? And there's that great Coldplay joke there, which was really yep. funny too. They yeah. There's a few things that made me laugh in this. And that was one of them when the friend first like, half of the movie, especially. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's almost two hours long. That should be noted. Like if you got somewhere to be, you know, pick a different one. Um, in, in the nineties, that's two VHS tapes. <laughs> part, part two is 40 minutes on the second tape in the big box. <laughs> Yeah, man. Scarface, Reds. Uh, uh, got all the Godfathers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so this guy basically becomes super popular because he's playing the Beatles music and no one's ever heard it except for a couple people. And there's a love I love thing. that part. You like that part? 
Yeah, I actually thought the 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 Russian guy and the and the British woman in Liverpool, I thought were really cool touches. Those are moments that I was really into this, and all that good faith was destroyed when old John Lennon showed up. Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> I had I had two moments. I'm a pretty emotional guy, and my first emotion was one of heartbreak and love, and then my second one is fuck this. <laughs> Yeah, there was definitely a point in the movie where I was like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Me too. Movie. Fuck you. Yeah, it's yeah, it starts off harmless enough. And I think that's the stuff I remembered from watching it with my mom. Like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. Um, you know, there's some good gags in there. Um, yeah, like you say, every song he plays is a hit. It's like nowhere, man. It's she loves you. It's I want to hold your hand. Yeah, then he gets big, and and then Kate McKinnon is in there. She's she's great. She, she's almost too dark, but in a great way. Her commitment to that character is awesome. Yeah, it's. I will say this. Everything, yeah, she, I would say that she committed so hard that it's broad. <laughs> yes, it's big. Uh, everything is Kate, hold, uh, freeze. Try playing it at a 17. Yeah. Uh, go. Yeah, where are you at now? 17? Okay, well, how about 24? <laughs> Especially at the end, like the last image we see of her is her like screaming like, money! <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Everything is like a little bit on the nose, a little bit in your face, a little bit like, you know, it's like, she loves you, all caps. Um, I think it's cloying. I, I, you know, there's some male fantasy shit going on there with the endlessly devoted manager cute manager girl that lives only for him yes <laughs> you know? the notion the thick notion of no he's never made a move they're what are they in their 30s or something yeah. like i just i just didn't buy that like at, at, you know at one point there was too much wine and there was an i love you utter and there was a hey we're not like that and it's okay cool fine yeah there's there's some really stupid moments like he's playing this big jumbotron concert with a big jumbotron and it's like just him and a guitar. Like <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I find that to be hilarious. Like a, a whole, a whole crowd of people, like all clapping on the ones, you know, to <laughs> this acoustic guitar. And well, British fans. <clears throat> <laughs> or was that in Russia? I don't remember where that was. Uh, it was both. It was both. Yeah, he does the rooftop concert. You know, there's all these little winks and nods to the Beatles that are. It, it's it's a very cutesy film. It's it's a very clean, cutesy film that yeah doesn't want to get dirty by playing anything off of uh, that's not on a greatest hits record. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, you know what song isn't on uh, Beatles One? The most egregious thing left off Beatles One is "Please Please Me." For me to you is on there. This might be a different show to have, but Beatles One, because of the UK charts, left "Please Please Me" off and put "For Me to You" on instead. I am in the "Please Please Me" camp over "For Me to You" ten out of ten times. And, please and Please Me is an me, exciting song. There's no early Beatles song that captures that excitement. The, the, the power chords at the ends, the, the, the starts and stops, that's, that's my favorite early Beatles tune. Um, here, here let's, let's talk about like our beefs then. I mean, we kind of, that's the movie, right? That's the movie. The guy plays the Beatles songs, people love them. Then he kind of confesses at the end and he gives his music away for free. And then he meets John Lennon and it's awful. <laughs> that part threw me off. I, what's going on there? Like, what well, what was his personality? Just like caricature of fisherman? 
like well, you, nice fisherman guy that never hurt anybody and lives alone and paints and like and, and that begs another question so what was there never like a, a quarry man or a johnny and the moon dogs or any of that that just didn't he goes no forget it i'm gonna go to fisherman school which is huge <laughs> in a seaport town like liverpool lippa was originally for fishing the liverpool Institute of performing arts well, they did say that the stones existed. So I guess the stones, I guess it was stones mania. Have you heard the, the album dirty work? The stones shouldn't have existed. <laughs> if we're going to take one off the earth and I love the stones. <laughs> They're borderline top 10 for me, but come on. <laughs> I know. It seems like we don't want to talk about this movie, man. I, <laughs> and yeah, I get and, it. <laughs> and and uh, you said something that was very enlightening a few minutes ago that this is an, is kind of an entry point movie for the Beatles and or for fans who are not as rabid as you and I are. And yeah. it, here's, I'll admit this right now, there are a ton of Beatles movies I haven't seen. Not a ton. I've seen, like, I've seen Nowhere Boy and, uh, you know, the Sgt. Pepper, of course, but I never saw Across the Universe. I was, I'm st- we'll have to watch that for this at some point. I was just too afraid. I saw the previews for it. I heard some of the music. I just... Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a sensitive dude. I don't know if I can take that without yeah. being a judgmental piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I definitely turned into a judgmental piece of shit while I watched this movie because again, it's I think we like the Beatles. We don't like things that are about about the Beatles. And I'd said about twice on purpose. Um there are some good uh movies that are about the like the movie I want to hold your hand that I think was an early <laughs> Robert Zemeckis movie. Yeah, um, is that the one with the 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 African anteater ritual? Isn't no, that's Can't Buy Me Love. I'm I'm mixing that up with Can't Buy Me Can't, Love. With uh, oh my God, who's the what? Who is the guy from that from the eighties? I, I, I will the guy's not name. remember his name. No, it'll take way too long for this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so some movies like I want to hold your hand about about the Beatles craze in '64. I haven't seen it in fifteen or twenty years, but that's a great movie. Uh, I think the best Be- best Beatles movie of all time is The Ruddles, which is... Oh, of course. Yeah, that's satire. An though, homage right? that's satire, right. So uh, I thought this movie may be from different eyes, although a lot of the reviews I read, Tony, said... I read them after the fact. I don't, I don't generally don't like reading reviews of movies before I see them because um, I don't want to go on with an uh, you know, informed opinion from that. But uh, all the reviews kind of nitpicked with the, you know, part of the... It might have been Owen Gliberman in Variety who wrote uh, part of the what makes the Beatles so mythical is their story and their cultural impact. And for this movie to just hit on the songs and assume that everyone knows why those songs are so important failed to really convey the true importance of why the Beatles have remained what they are in culture. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, and that's I think that was the thing that was one of the things I remember thinking while watching this was like these boring versions of these songs don't do them justice and the reason that we love the Beatles so much isn't because it's just like a guy with an acoustic guitar playing saying I want to hold your hand like there's something going on with the production and the harmonies and the the, the overall deal with the Fab 4 their humor their accents you could hear singing, you know. Uh, it's it's it, that's part of the story, yeah. That's the story, and you you don't get it. Just it's not it's yeah. It goes beyond just the songs, which which we all love. Um, I'm gonna yeah. rattle off and, some and of my he, notes. He oh, was great, Tony. No, I'm just gonna say, uh, and I'm I'm forgetting the actor's name. Who Patrick played Dempsey? Jack. Oh, 
<laughs> Patrick <laughs> Dempsey was can't buy me love. I going to say Joe Dempsey from Second City was the word that was about to come out of my mouth. Patrick Dempsey, right. But the uh, guy who played Jack in this movie. Um, yeah, I, don't, I forget his name. Whose name I'm forgetting. I thought, I mean, he sang the songs great, right? He he played them well uh, for what he was. I, I, I thought he was great. I thought he handled the material great. I thought to handle the singing was great. Um, it's a hard you're task. Right, it's different. It's a hard task. Yeah. Honestly, I remember anyone's uh, being in rock bands and saying, like, if you're going to cover a song, like, don't cover a Beatles song. It's just it's never going to be as good, you know. Well, that's why the best covers are the reinventions. You know, Al Green doing, uh, you know, I want to hold your hand and Earth, Wind and Fire doing Got to Get You to My Life. But let's get to, that's a different, every episode we do, there's <laughs> nine podcasts in the middle. So we'll do that another time. But your notes, Tony, what were your notes as you were watching? Yeah. All right. I'm just going to rattle them off. Quote, a great guitar requires a great song. Plays yesterday, gets the words wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of that in this movie. That seemed like a choice, though, right? Because he is going by memory, so whatever. The bit um, of trying to figure out the Eleanor Rigby lyrics was funny, too. I, I dug that bit. Yeah, yeah. He kept getting those wrong. Um, there was a moment when he was, like, going through his record collection to see if he had any Beatle records left. And, like, all his cool records are seen, like Bowie and the Black Keys. I thought that was <laughs> annoying. Um Oh, that's my favorite mashup is Bowie and the Black Keys, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure someone's doing it right yeah. now, man. Uh -huh. um, I love, you know, so he's got all the Beatles songs on post-it notes in his wall. And I love that he had a post-it note for Revolution Number no. 9. Yes. <laughs> like he's going to There were deep the cuts chords. on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> B-flat minor? <laughs> But there's also also like all the <laughs> like the rock posters in the background where they were just too much for me. Like the Fratellis, like it was just like in your face with these with the set dressing sometimes. Um, there was also a lot of use of Dutch angles, like Batman angles, you know, a lot of that going on, which I guess is a choice because the world is wacky or something. But yeah, I thought that was a funny choice. Oh, you know, it was a good bit. Here's here. I'm going to say something positive. Um, I it thought, ended. <laughs> yeah, but not after Hey Jude. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the father character, the, the the guy who played Jack's father, I thought was uh, consistently funny and real good. Um, he was good. Uh, Jack, yes, he he was. I thought the, all the cast. I thought Jack's roadie. I'm forgetting his name right now. Yeah, I'm, that's the problem when you don't take notes. Jack's roadie was hilarious. Yeah. I, I thought the acting was uniformly great in this movie. It, it definitely I don't remember any of like their names. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was it was played like a rom com. Yeah, it was also diverse, which was great. That was refreshing uh, to see that. Um, but the bit yes. where he's, he's playing them, let it be for the first time, and it keeps getting interrupted. I thought that was pretty pretty brilliant comedy, actually. Maybe brilliance a little much, but it was uh, good. It was good comedy, and I wanted it. I don't know if it was an editing thing or a performance thing, but I wanted it to be funnier and more. I wanted to be funnier and quicker. If I were directing that scene, that scene would have been in half the time. It and could that's have been why funnier. I'm broke right now during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Let's see. He plays I Want to Hold Your Hand at a nightclub, but it's this like dirgy version and it's just him on an acoustic guitar. I thought all the recording um, montages were annoying with them like, we're going to do a hand clap overdub and we're going to put gloves on. And oh my God, look at us reacting to us putting <laughs> gloves on. Oh my God, this sounds so much better. And it goes on for like 14 more seconds. Like, okay, I get it. They're clapping with fucking gloves on. Hi. <laughs> Somebody call God. <laughs> yeah, I just thought like all all the yes. versions were just like pedestrian versions. Um but well performed, right? I mean, I gotta give this guy credit. Yes, yes. Again, it's a it's a hard it's hard to cover a Beatles song. So it's hard to it's hard for it to like was it better than was it as good? No. <laughs> like you can't win. Right. You can't win. <laughs> you can't win with that. Unless you're just playing for the fun of it and joy, you know. But this was not well, that. This was take seven. And, you know. <laughs> what did you think of this of the Ed Sheeran Jack song off that resulted <laughs> in the long and winding road? Oh, I thought of you. <laughs> I thought uh, of you. God. Where are the strings? Somebody get me, get me Phil Spector. I don't care if he just killed somebody. Get me Phil Spector and overdub too many strings. Fuck it, not enough. Get me a chorus. 40, I want an 80 person chorus. Well, what was he supposed to do? Not a second time? Yeah, but wouldn't that have been great? It would have been better than Ed Sheeran's song still. Yeah. Uh, underrated George song, one of my favorites. No, that's not George. That's no, don't bother me. But anyway, underrated yeah. Uh, second album song. Yeah, that's 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 not a second time. It's a great one. Yeah, with and that's the George Martin with the low piano. I love that piano solo. All those George Martin kind of piano solos. Again, his beauty in any other band that is arranged intentionally cheesy. With the Beatles, they did it self consciously cheesy because they they knew the merit of cheese and figured out how to make it inventive and new. Yeah. I wish this movie had done that because there's a lot of cheese <laughs> and it wasn't, I, I will say it was a little inventive with the whole, you know, pop culture. What if it didn't exist? There was some good gags. Um, I love that Ed Sheeran says I live locally <laughs> to explain why he just showed, turned up at his flat right. in, uh, wherever right. the hell he lives, the seaside town he lives on. Um, he basically asks that manager to drop, drop her life for him. Like I'm going on tour on Tuesday, drop your life. What? You're not coming. You're like, she's like a school teacher. Like, <laughs> okay. That's why I was saying like, this kid's like 18, he's 32, but he's 18 or whatever. Well, um, and I feel like every rom-com has that scene where he shows up to her, the school where she teaches and is vaguely kind of threatening and it's school security might want to do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In today's times that ain't happening. Yeah. Um, they go to LA for a minute and, uh, I love that there, there's just like a two second shot of him, like playing acoustic guitar on top of the Hollywood sign or somewhere uh -huh. out in the mountains <laughs> and just for your, that's like a three hour hike, you know, that's so. <laughs> <laughs> a while to do that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. You know, they, you know, they did little nods when they, he goes to Liverpool, he goes to strawberry fields and the, uh, the score has a Mellotron on it finds yeah. Eleanor Rigby's grave, you know, there's little, there's little Easter eggs for, for the fans kind of. Um, 
what are some other notes? Oh yeah, they're just like walking around in a highway tunnel. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I didn't that's also not safe. And I have to explain to my son, you don't do that. Yeah. I don't care what hour of the day. Oh, the whole thing where Ed Sheeran tells him to change Hey Jude to Hey Dude. <laughs> that that felt like a bad bit that one of our friends would have written and it would have counted on us to say, don't do it. You don't need it. Now we're going to cut that bit. Yeah, I, I get it. We, we just don't need it. Find another spot. Yeah, they, uh, but they, they kept it in. They, kept uh, it. they stole the, the spinal tap bit when they were trying to find the stage, but couldn't find the stage. Yeah, when they were. Yep, that's a. Yep. Um, yeah. And then he does help with like a full band and it, it just sounds like mall punk and they're all all these songs are like guy at guitar center versions of these songs mm -hmm. it's they're just it's interesting you met oh, real quick uh, on help he really it's the first like he almost overplayed the the john lennon emotion one of the best things about the song help is that for a rocker it's kind of restrained so you all the tempo is such that you can almost you hear the pain john is in without him having to tell you that he's in pain it's conveyed just vocally and lyrically, whereas in this, he was having a nervous breakdown during help. It was too obvious. Yeah, it was on the nose yeah. and broke my nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's all too much, man. Why couldn't they do that? <laughs> Yeah, I thought that the big jumbotron uh, crowd, big concert. Um, it, I don't know. It sounded like up with people. Like it, it, it. Like anyway, I guess that's my my biggest beef with this movie was just that the songs just were stripped of any Beatle personality whatsoever. It became something else. That's. Uh, I. I think I was. Uh, I. Your point is well taken. I think I was trying to immerse myself in the film enough. I was not high watching this. I was. We just put our son to bed, so I was like exhausted, you know. But we we rolled it. I also we started at like nine thirty Sunday night, and I didn't. I didn't know it was almost two solid out. You know, like yeah, eleven right. ten. I'm like he. I'm like I'm about to visit with with alive John Lennon in a minute. Like I'm, I'm out. <laughs> The hell, like, and, and like I said, that bothered me. I felt like that was an emotional trick that the movie hadn't earned by by not allowing you to give a damn about who the Beatles were and what their story was. You know, it, J listen, John Lennon's death. If you're a Beatles fan, means something. It might be small. It might be huge. John Lennon's death since that day in December of 1980. I was in first grade, and I became anti-gun from that day on. My at my little private yeah, school in Chicago, I had a then I got a Beetle Fest the following uh, summer when Beetle Fest was still at the Hyatt downtown. Nice. I got a, a Harry Nielsen was there. The whole thing was just wow. crazy. I think he was there. Um, but I got a button that was a banned handguns button that I wore with pride from second grade on. So yeah, John man. Lennon's death moved me at a very young age. To see him presented like that, I, I can't explain. I, I felt like it wasn't earned. There were no hints. There was nothing, or if there were, I missed him to allow for a moment that's kind of that heavy and was wasn't earned. Yeah, you you said it exactly. It wasn't earned. I, I wrote um, the Lennon portrayal is way too much. The sweetest angel on earth, a docile, tamed little puppy. 
you know, it's, he, he was the way Republicans want to look at Martin Luther King. That's what <laughs> Lenin was presented as. That's oh, my, for, for, Martin Luther King was against protest and, and he, and he had a, you know, shut the fuck up. Oh, we yeah. just lost our one Republican listener. <laughs> but it's true. Like this, the sanitized, disnified version of these flawed people who, who had many contradictions and many layers and it killed me. It killed me to see him to be that that fisherman. You know, he was like the Gordon's fisherman who kind of looked like <laughs> old John Lennon. Yeah. And he's still, a yellow boot. He's still wearing the his glasses from 1968. You know, he still had right. the, the granny glasses on. Like he got rid of those anyway. <laughs> Come on. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Don't tell Yoko we're making this movie. <laughs> Um, oh, gonna, I, I want to mention this quickly, Tony, quickly, yeah. the credits, uh, uh, there are multiple thanks for Apple and Calderstone, which is kind of the new name for the Beatles, uh, conglomerate and Jeff Jones, who runs the Beatles back catalog now for Apple. So their involvement, it seemed to be beyond special thanks. They were clearly heavy handed in this, the making of this movie. Yeah, it does make me wonder. It it makes me wonder because here's what I I've I've heard that things like Graceland is in trouble. Like I feel like you know kids aren't into Elvis anymore. You know and good fuck Elvis. No, I like Elvis, but yeah, I, know I like what you five mean. years of Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, kind of yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. I can do without a silly movie stuff, and then it's kind of after seventy four, it's like uh, actually after seventy three really. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a buddy of Nixon's, it turned out. All that is, yeah. No, no, yeah. His Anyway, that's... <laughs> Be- Beatles Anthology, when they mentioned meeting Elvis, one of the best bits of editing in that... The anthology is underrated. We're going to do a multi-part podcast. Sure. On the, we should do okay. one episode for each part. All right, man. Um, maybe, maybe around the holidays, if there's still a world, when we celebrate a, uh, a, a Biden victory. That'd be good. Um but uh, it, the scene where they meet Elvis, they end with the uh, that last uh, eight bars of Hound Dog. Like, yeah, never caught a rabbit. You ain't no friend of mine. And over the drums, they zoom into the picture of Elvis shaking Nixon's hand. Yep. And that's how it ends. And it was just a great day. Acknowledged Elvis. Then they acknowledge what a hypocrite he was in the same little segment. So kudos, uh, Beatles anthology. <laughs> well, um. We're getting close to wrapping up. I wanted to leave you with my uh, least favorite uh, image from the film, which was also uh, how the movie ended. And that was the wedding montage to an even more sanitized version of Obladi Oblada with a children's choir. And they cut to the audience and they are clapping on the one. <laughs> I was yeah, like, this is my hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it it they they took an already sanitized family friendly song, God love you Paul, and they scrubbed it extra clean. Scrubbed it extra that's, clean. That that's the version that's played when Mike Pence is descending down the stairs packed yeah. in a bunch of coronavirus idiots not wearing masks. <laughs> Into hell. <laughs> no, for real, that would be my hell is to play music that I like, but done terribly, you know, and presented in that anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I was trying to think of like something fun to give it like, oh, we I, I would give this movie two mop tops. Uh, interesting. I was going to give it two fabs, two fabs. 
Great. Great. Yeah. Now, is your scale out of four or five? 16. <laughs> hey, if you include the extended family, Neil Espinall, Mel, Mel Evans, Brian, you know. <laughs> no, I, I would say... I would give it to, uh, I'm going to just say two and a half out of five fabs in honor of Stu Sutcliffe recently uh, was his, the anniversary of his birthday, I believe. So nice. in honor of Stu, I'll give it five, uh, two and a half out of five fabs. <laughs> I give it one magic Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and we're saying the same thing. Um, yeah. I, I, the one thing I would say, and I think we're going to do a different Beatles movie, you know, every few weeks or so. Sure. I, you really helped clarify my, I think, subconscious frustration with the sameness of the songs where you're right. It is just um, Jack singing uh, everything helps the one band song. There's two on piano, I think. But a movie like Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band, which have you seen <laughs> yet? Do you remember this? Yeah, I, I saw it years ago. I love I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's worth I actually respect now that was made when movies were crazy, but we should almost tackle that one next because that yesterday was a re- relative success. I don't yeah. know if I'd call it a blockbuster, but it, it's a movie that made money. Yeah. Um, it's not it's terrible. A it's, lot. It's not terrible. It's just not going to please me as a, someone who enjoys the Beatles. But that's just it. So that Saturday Night Fever movie was a huge flop. Uh, but the soundtrack, which is, there's almost no dialogue. So almost the entire movie is sung. The soundtrack's so weird and so diverse that it almost makes that worse movie a better movie just because the soundtrack's so good. So, yes. Yeah, I've got it right here. I'll grab my copy, too. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I've got the... Oh, you've got it, too. Nice. I just see it now. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> My, mine was apparently a cutout. I've got the notch in the nice, cover. Nice. Yeah, the gatefold, earth, wind, and fire. Yeah, we definitely need to tackle that because this movie is bonkers. And it's, I would say, like, if you're looking, if you're a Beatle fan and you like fun, well, if you're a Beatle fan, you've seen all this shit. But if you're looking for just fun insanity, I would definitely recommend Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the movie. If you're looking if- for rom-com, go see Yesterday. Well, and if if you're not a big Beatle fan, but you are a fan of a vaguely homoerotic fight between Steven Tyler and Peter Frampton, it's <laughs> also a movie for you. And <laughs> tragically, and they're both like 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 fighting in costumes from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Save it, gotta That's save it. <laughs> save gotta it. Save it. But yeah, so uh, let's we'll continue the movie series, and we need it because the big uh, Let It Be reissue and the Peter Jackson Let It Be is not coming out now until twenty twenty one. So what we can, yeah, the, uh, Disney, which is distributing it, it's decided to give it. So the fiftieth Let It Be anniversary, both the box set, the vinyl reissue, the re release for the first time since the mid eighties, and a new version, uh, not coming out till summer of twenty twenty one, which is a bummer. Uh, okay. That really bumped me out. Oh, it killed me. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Well, see you next year. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fuck you even harder in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so next week, I think we're, we are going to do those two late 70s solo Ringo albums track by track. <laughs> we'll do a double episode. I'm going to say it every week until we do it. Uh, but yeah, all right. more, more Beatle content. I, favorite part of the week, my man. Thank you for the you time, too, man. Thanks for listening. I'm Tony Mendoza. I'm TJ. We'll talk to you next week, guys.
Oh, fuck yeah. Oh. Thank you. Let me let me stop recording. Ah. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. <laughs>